Hi, I'm Stacy Levine. I'm the creator of Dash, Discover Architecture Through Stories and History. And you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host. It's Paul Kemp. I uh, love to go around the world and find some of the best, most interesting app developers, app entrepreneurs, people that are following their passion, bringing uh, apps to the world. And I've found a very cool app developer. He's in New York. He's got an awesome app. Uh, it's called Bleeper. And uh He's going to talk to us about his journey. He's got a wonderful website. I really do highly recommend you go and check this out now. It's B-L-E-E-P-R-A-P-P, bleeperapp.com. Uh, the co-founder of this app is uh, Dylan Sergiovanni, and he's going to talk to us about his journey with the app. Uh, so welcome, Dylan, to the App Guy podcast. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me on. I have to Good ask to you, here. first of all, your web your website is awesome. How on earth did you um, manage to get the video backdrop? It just looks so cool. Oh, thanks. It's mostly WordPress. You can do a lot with it. Uh, you know, we did it all ourselves. And uh, it's all home footage, actually, of us and our friends. We like to snowboard and skate and all of that. So we just threw something together. I want something that would catch the eye. So... Okay, well, I have to warn you, Dylan, that this uh, is a show about apps, but it might actually migrate into a show about snowboarding because I've snowboarded now for most of my life. I had a place in France uh, in the French Alps uh, that I used to go every weekend. I literally had this um, thing of going, uh, leaving my work in London, uh, flying over to France for literally two days, <laughs> going snowboarding. <laughs> I'd get there at midnight, I'd do a quick midnight run, and uh, then I'd spend two days and, and then uh, I'd come back uh, and be at work on my desk on Monday and just feel awesome. <laughs> so uh, That's awesome. I need to get out there to the Alps. So. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, I'd love to go to some of the places in uh, yeah, California and uh, Whisper, Whistler uh, in Canada as well. Uh, some of the yeah, snow. Yeah, I've heard good things there. So what is your app and how can it help people like me who snowboard? What, what uh, is it going to do for me? Sure. So my app is really just a network of your close friends that you like to hang out with in person. So it's a quick way to get together with your friends who are nearby. So it's not just for snowboarding. If you're in the city and you're looking to get happy hour or you're trying to get a skate session going, whatever it is, really, you are meeting up with your friends who are nearby usually. And a lot of the times the problem is you don't know who's around. So what we're doing is creating the most simple and less creepy, <laughs> least creepy way of uh, knowing who's around and getting together on the fly. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's just a great idea because it's just one of those examples where I'm thinking of Find a Friend, which when it first came out was pretty good, but I, I've never used it other than my closest of close friends. I've never used it to arrange anything, you know, get together and like a party or anything like that. But I can imagine your app w would be very easy to just almost like organize a house party, for example. Yeah, exactly. Like at college, it would be perfect because instead of sifting through your whole phone book and hitting up the same friends over and over every night, it's almost just like a filter to your phone book. And your friends who are nearby, you just select them. It's all selective. And you add them to a group message. And then you just, you know, go about it normally. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I've had the same problems. We looked at Find Friends. That's on a map, you know, a little invasive. So that's probably why you were okay using it with your close friends. Uh, we're looking for close friends and that circle just outside of that, but still people you like to hang out with and, and see in person. So there's a lot of people listening to this show who uh, are desperately looking for inspiration to build an app. And so I'd love to know your journey with how this actually got created, because, you know, literally I'm watching these videos actually as I speak to you now of you skateboarding, of, of you literally jumping on a trampoline into a, a, a like what's a canyon or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you, you don't, it doesn't come across like you've got a lot of time to build a business with an app. So how did you take what you obviously have got a passion for and literally just come up with the idea of, for the app. So after college, instead of getting a job, I turned one down because at the same time, one of my friends was getting into his own business. And that one was all, it was business to business trading systems. But at the same time, I still like love the idea of starting something on our own and just getting into it. So I did that not knowing much about anything, and I just learned a lot on the fly. Um, you know, I had to get some part-time jobs there because we weren't making money, and it also wasn't really going where I initially saw it going, but I did learn a lot. So from that, my friend Mikey was also at the company. We wanted to do something in more of a fun industry, like more social, so we... Uh, it was about last January, we split from that company and started Bleeper. Um, Mikey went to an iOS development class in New York City, and it's called Turn to Tech. They're, they teach iOS, they teach uh, Java, and basically, you know, Android and Apple mobile development. So we got into that, and it turned out the class really liked what we were doing, so they actually took us on as their first incubator program. They were, they've been wanting to do it for a while, and I guess they just liked what we were working on. So we uh, we partnered up with them, and uh, you know it's about a year now since we started, and we just launched in November. We're working through our first update now. So right, okay. So yeah. literally, it was quite a few months. So you're saying that literally, this is so cool. You were in a class or your uh, co-founder, Mikey, was in a class learning iOS development. They loved his idea or your idea so much that they offered you a place in their first incubator. Did that mean they asked you to set up a company? They took a percentage of your company and then they gave you some funding. Did they just offer you a space and some connections? How did they help you in this incubator? Yeah, so it was a pretty unique situation. Um, they never did it before, and we were we just incorporated at that point. So we gave them a portion of our company, and they basically gave us their resources and time and their development team. And uh, yeah, and they also have a free co-working space right there. So if any listeners are in New York City, they're on 184 Fifth Avenue, and they, you know, they're always open. And they're always looking to meet new people. People pitch their ideas every day there. So it's really grown into somewhat of an incubator program. They have four companies now. And yeah, it's a good situation. Yeah. I mean, we had uh, someone who runs an incubator before on this show. And it's uh, 
it's just a great way to get connected. You said that you already had access to a development team, so you're not like having to go online onto Odesk or Elance or hire a coder. You know, just you, you you've got a ready-made team there who can realize your your um, app idea. But it, it sounded like it still took quite a long time to get onto the App Store. Yeah, just uh, I guess that's just the way it goes. You know, we uh, we're developing, we're looking for a September launch, and just you know things keep getting pushed back due to bugs. And then once iOS eight it came out, it uh, pushed us back even more because we had to fix a few things for iOS eight. Um, but I think that's just normal, you know. It just it happens in development. So, Dylan, one of the big things I get asked all the time uh, on this show and by the listeners is, is how to launch an app. And I'd love to know your experience of uh, how you eventually launched on the App Store. You know, did you have a particular strategy? How, how did you get the app uh, distributed and discovered? Uh, you know, t- talk us through that that kind of whole period of when you uh, launched, uh, anything you did before launch, pre-launch, and, and what you did uh, when it actually went live. Yeah, sure. So we're still working through a silent launch, which uh, we're basically at the point right now where we're turning on the engines of marketing because when we launched in November, it was a bit rushed because what happened was we were going out to Dublin for the Web Summit to pitch and we wanted it out by then. So we just you know threw it together and we knew there would be some bugs, but we wanted something on the App Store. So we got that out and we kept it silent other than the, the web summit. So people there knew about it and then just close friends and family would, was downloading it. So we're just finishing up those bug fixes now and, um, you know, we'll start marketing. Right. Okay. So I would say, I I would just say that, um, I don't think software is ever done. (laughs) So, you know, at one point you just have to, get it out there i've even heard someone say like you should be embarrassed by your first product or your first version otherwise you're doing something wrong because that means you're just waiting too long um you know everyone wants it to be perfect including ourselves so (laughs) you just have to get it out there and it'll keep getting better and and did you launch globally or did you have like a a restricted launch where you only launched in, in the usa or i guess if you're in dublin then you know, in the Irish market. Yeah, we decided to launch globally only because of the Web Summit. But um, I think we would have been better off just keeping it U.S. and Canada. But, um, you know, it's really, it's not really a negative effect. It's just when we went out there, there were unforeseen problems, which we uh, figured out once it happened. But um, it's, I've heard it's better to start with the really smaller audience and, you know, nail it right there and then spread it's just a better way to grow so how did the summit go for you when you were there did you so you said you were expecting to pitch to what i'm guessing potential investors yeah so it was a huge event it was really cool um there were a lot of people there so we pitched to just everybody and we met everything from investors to just people who are interested in tech and got a ticket and a lot of other startups so it was across the board, just everybody. It went well. We met a lot of people and uh, a lot of cool people that we're still talking to. Um, so 
the holidays were definitely slow. That's like when we got back, it was Thanksgiving pretty much. And, uh, the holidays were slow, but now I think with the new year, things will start to pick up again. Yeah, well, you certainly reminded us that the importance of going uh, to some of the conferences and, and getting physically the word out there, you know, to people that can help move your app forward. And uh, uh, I just, it just looks like such an awesome app. What, um, what, what feedback are you getting from users at this stage? Thanks. Um, people like it and they love the idea. The tough part, well, one of the big things which is important for any app is the sign-on process. Once you get on the app, figuring out what to do. So we're just trying to make that as good as possible to like just guide the user in the right direction to add friends. Because without friends on this app, it's pretty useless. But once you have friends, it's awesome. So you know, we're trying to get users to at least invite their close friends off the bat and just make it really easy to do that. So that's the big the big uh, hurdle right here. How are you getting feedback from the users? Are you actually meeting them in person or do you have some way in the app of contacting them? Yeah, we could through the app. But uh, since we've really only launched to a lot of our like close friends, we have like a few hundred people just like we're constantly hitting them up and asking them like, you know, what's going on? How's it going over there? And we also have this uh, college rep program that we're working on so different universities around the country we found a good amount of interns or call them like brand reps or brand ambassadors and sort of like a free internship just to get some experience and insight on an app how it's working inside so we have a good amount of people doing that and it's cool because they're getting their friends on at different colleges and we're able to get a lot of close feedback with those people well, I'm almost thinking of the social network, the film where, you know, he, he actually, uh, I guess, um, Mark Zuckerberg ended up uh, getting a lot of viral attention through the colleges and the, the network effect there. So uh, I'm guessing that, you, you know, when your app does start to take off, it could be quite a viral um, thing because of the, 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 the target user that you're going for, which is, uh, you know, just young, young people, millennials, um, Oh, I'm almost thinking as well, uh, it would be great press to have someone who organizes a party in it for it to completely to blow up because uh, <laughs> they, they <laughs> yeah, get too many you, invites. Have you ever seen the Project X movie? Oh, you know, I haven't, no, but... <laughs> but that's like exactly it. Like, it just it was a normal party and it just blew up into this huge thing. And <laughs> yeah. uh, we've thought about that too. That would be so cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so i mean again a lot of people listening to this are listening as they commute to work and in a job that they hate you know you uh, are envying uh, well i'm basically envying your position because you had the the balls to almost um not go for the easy route which was the getting a job you know uh, the, the going for a, a full-time employment but you actually took the entrepreneurial route what's it like day by day living your life perhaps you can give us a sense of what's it like to be an entrepreneur an apprenner sure um so it's it's definitely uh inexpensive and scrappy like i'm fortunate enough to have my parents who were okay with me doing this and let me live home after college although i do want to get out of here as soon as possible <laughs> um you know so i was able to do that and i really don't have too many living expenses and I've been doing like weekend jobs here and there 
during the summer, I was working at this Thai food stand in Brooklyn. Um, you know, so I still, I still, it's pretty normal. I mean, I still see all my friends who have full-time jobs all the time. So it feels, feels pretty normal. Yeah. I have to say that, um, a number of people listening to this show uh, ended up leaving their job because of the podcast. And uh, one of the things I learned and, and I'm learning from these people as well, these wonderful app entrepreneurs is to really reduce your expenses because that's the one thing you can control and uh you know just learn to live on um you know lower a lower income and so it must be hard when you know all your friends who are working have money and uh, yeah you know you get invited out uh, but uh i guess it's the sacrifices we have to make for the ultimate goal which is to uh, almost subsidize our life you know through our own means and, uh, yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, it is funny, though, because even like friends who do have money, they end up spending more money and they have more bills. And it almost seems like they're in the same situation as me anyway. Um, but I was like lucky enough to decide I want to do this when I had like the best chance possible, because coming out of college, I didn't have much to really worry about in terms of bills and such. So, you know, I did it early on and uh, I've been able to keep up with it. Yeah, I, I just have to appeal to the Appster tribe listening to this right now. And if you're a millennial, you're young, you're just coming out of college, now is the perfect time to be reckless with your life in a way because you have so much life ahead of you to, to make up for any mistakes. You haven't got, um, you know, a family to feed or, you know, the only person you have to really worry about is yourself. So it's just a great time to learn how to be an entrepreneur and learn all the stuff that you need to do about business, which is something I, I personally think that schools let us down. They never teach us how to run a business or be an entrepreneur or work from home or, you know, it, it just, it, it just seems you have to do this, you know, you have to um, go and experience it yourself. And it seems like that when you're young, that's the time to do it. Um, you know, Dylan, one of the things that we do on the show is that um, we love to come up with new app ideas. We have a lot of indie app developers listening to this right now. And I'll just ask you straight out. I mean, you must have come across other app ideas that you perhaps could have gone for or, uh, you know, maybe you put on the back burner. Have you got any ideas to share with us? If you have, that's great. If not, we've got another way of fleshing out an, an idea from you. Oh, um, I definitely do because before this, I has had lists and lists of ideas, but um, off the top of my head, and now that I'm so like deep into this, it's really hard to think of one. <laughs> yeah, that's but a... I really had like the longest list ever. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it? When you're following something with a passion, you almost have to just like you know have blinker vision on on that that project because it's so easy to get distracted. Um, but okay, so let's try this then. So in your last two, three, four weeks uh, that you've been working on this, that you've been traveling, what's been the biggest pain points uh, from either a you know business perspective or a personal perspective? And then maybe we can work out potential app to solve those pain points. Hmm. Well, um, definitely a pain point, I think, is just patience. Because like this is the perfect example of while we're waiting for this update, we're really not at the point where we could go like full steam marketing. So during the, that period, 
is how to be really patient and uh, keep working with the developers like firsthand. Uh, does that work? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how about this then? Um, if there was an app somehow that could offer you some kind of countdown to uh, when things get approved. Um, yeah, hmm. there actually are. My cousin's crazy about countdowns. <laughs> so she has one of those. Yeah, uh, to be fair, I want the ultimate uh, countdown. You know, the Apple Watch is coming out, and I'm pretty sure that there'll be an app for this already. I want to count down to the uh, date of my death. Now, obviously, that's going to be very hard to predict, but uh, certainly you can take all the statistics, you know, global data and work out, you know, for someone of my age and my, I don't know, um, health conditions, uh, then you can maybe have some prediction on uh, how long I'm likely to live for. And then have like the debt the, the countdown clock on my um, on my Apple Watch, so that I can know exactly how how many days I've got to live. And and, and I think you know when you work backwards that way, I personally think that kind of helps you live life a bit more. What what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think people would take a lot more risks and do and uh, just not you know plan for the future as much and just live in the moment. I guess. Now, the other app idea which may um, almost come out of, I don't know, what you're doing is that you've obviously focused on a particular type of audience, you know, like uh, young people, parties uh, in college, just leaving college. You could almost take your app idea and apply it to other uh, types of people in the world, you know, like, for example, old people, you know, maybe, and we do know that... Um, you know, people 50, 60 have iPhones and do actually use apps. I'm just wondering, you know, like you could have some something of uh, like your app, but for the older generation, so they can get together and play cards or whatever they do when you're old. Uh, there's an idea. Yeah, I mean, it would work. Um, I told my grandma about the idea early on and she like resonated with it right away. She's like, oh, back. Back in the day, like your grandpa would have loved to get together and play paddle ball with his friends, you know. <laughs> so it's possible, like any age group could use it. It just, uh, just so happens, though, the teens and the 20-somethings are the ones who adapt to it first. Yeah, and just on that app idea, I remember speaking to an entrepreneur in um, Dubai, and he had uh, he was running a business in the Middle East, and he said, you know, obviously in the West we're very accustomed to just uh, having this openness in, in our society, but uh, he said he wanted a similar app um, to yours actually, where the men could get together um, and smoke, uh, and and they needed these meeting points that weren't actually physical or like. Um, public places like bars and restaurants these were literally just under a tree you know so so again it's applying what you're doing with your app uh, geolocation but applying it to different cultures and so uh, there's some more app ideas there for people listening uh, you know okay I've actually i just thought of uh quickly um i just thought of another idea that i used to have which is pretty funny so i call it like a third wheel app so if there's a couple who can't decide like what to do, like should we go to the movies or go to this restaurant, there should be an app where the couple could have a completely neutral decision maker <laughs> and just vote which uh, which decision they should do. <laughs> I like it. Or maybe they, you know make that person human. So they um, 
I don't know, randomly come up to um, vote and, and then get a human on the on the um, on the app that uh, gives them the de- de- decision. Yeah, whatever they say goes. <laughs> yeah, like it. Okay, loads of see. There you go. It didn't take very long. Uh, uh, the other last thing we do is before we say goodbye, Dylan, is that uh, I'd love to know, especially from you. Uh, one or two apps that are on your phone right now and I know I know you're using it to um, talk to me so you might have to do it from memory but uh, can you give us one or two apps that you use in your day-to-day business or personal life that you think would be just awesome to recommend to the apps to try yeah for sure um, it's a pretty popular one but Wonderlist is an awesome to-do list app it's uh, collaborative and just really easy and uh I mean, other than Bleeper, of course. <laughs> yeah, well, I um, want to challenge you. Where is Bleeper? Is it on your home screen? Is it on the actually the bar at the bottom of your iPhone? It's on my home screen, but not on the bottom bar. Right. What is on your bottom bar? I got messages, mail, Safari, and phone. Pretty basic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing I always recommend to people is put settings on there because I'm always going into settings. and uh, That's true. Yeah, it's uh, on my far right at the bottom. But uh, oh, That's a good idea. Well, Dylan, this has been great. I mean, okay, so Wonderlist, we'll put that on the uh, show notes so people can go and check that out by going to theappguy.co and just searching episode 215 for uh, Dylan Sergiovanni. And Dylan, how best can we reach out and connect with you? Sure, so on Twitter, my handle is Dylan Serge. That's D-Y-L-A-N-S-I-R-G. And my email is also Serge at gmail. Um, and like you said, the bleeper website is bleeperapp.com. So any of those work. Wonderful. And I just want to remind people that, um, if you are in New York, then go and drop into, uh, it's 184 fifth Avenue, fourth floor, New York. I think the website, um, uh, bleeper.com has the, uh, the address there. And, uh, mm-hmm. I guess that's where you're working in a shared, uh, shared environment. So yeah, and I'm always down to meet up with anybody, so just let me know. Wonderful. Dylan, what an inspirational guy. You are, I mean, I feel like you've, I've got you early with this awesome app that could at least, you know, help us socialize and, and uh, it just looks like a great app. So all the best with your journey. We'd love to keep in touch with you and just see how it goes. And uh, certainly when, if you're ever in Europe and you need a snowboarding partner, I'll, I'll love to take you to the Alps. I'm going to take you up on that. Yeah, great. Dylan, thanks a lot. All right, thanks, Paul.